Welcome yeah. back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grunler. Wolverine. And this is a new edition of our, I would say what, programming series, educational series? Uh, what do you want to call yeah. this? It's a fan service. Yeah, it's a fan it's service. service. Um, Giving back to our fans. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because we, we analyze programming here, but the, the podcast is not analyzing the programming. That's just one series that we have. It's Get With The Programming. And get what we like it. to do, and this is, Bill, this is your idea, is do some educational pieces. We did one last week on the phrase program for the best, scale for the rest, which was super fun. Yeah. Got a lot of uh, feedback on that one from the uh, listeners, which was great. Um, I, you know, we got more than I thought we would get. Way honestly. more. I was like, hey, this would be a cool topic, but it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Really cool. A lot of good discussions out there, whether it's uh, whether you agree or don't agree. It was it was fun to talk about. And I think uh, that's the great thing about having conversations like you don't just have conversations with people that have the same point of view as you. You might as well talk to a wall or the mirror. You know, I like having conversations that don't agree with me because then that opens either minds, opinions uh, and you just uh, you grow. <laughs> you grow as a well, human. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's good to have an analytical view of whatever. I mean, what was interesting about the last week's one, and if you guys haven't heard the show, go back and listen to it because I think it's pretty good, is it was our, I mean, it's opinion. It's our right. opinion. Yes, you can exactly. can go and do different <laughs> ways of doing it. Um, and that's what's really cool about coaches and programming is there's not only one way to do it. But exactly. you have to understand why you are doing what you're doing. I think that's what that's what that discussion was last week mm -hmm. was about that. And so, you know, to, to what you're talking about, to your point, having the discussion, we can get very deep in our own little grooves and mm -hmm. our own little pits, you know, head in the sand, head down, doing our work when there might be another way of thinking about it or looking yeah. at it and it take you know, there's nothing wrong with standing back for an hour and being like, Hmm, let me, let me just look at that. doesn't mean you need to change it. Right. I mean, but you might take an idea and be like, okay, maybe I should try that. Or oh maybe yeah. I should do whatever. Um, you know, leave the egos at the door, just like you do with the workouts and check it out and see what you, know, it, you can come up with. No, it's almost like that was printed on the door. The first CrossFit gym I ever walked into. And it literally was. I was like, ooh, this is this is a bad sign because <laughs> I've got quite the ego. <laughs> Dude, I have, I've got a couple bags of ego here. Do I just need to leave one bag yeah. or all the bags? I got here? a carry-on and <laughs> and something I need to check, and it's probably over the weight limit. But, um, right, right. yeah, it was really cool. So hopefully this fosters more discussion. And today's discussion, which tails off our last episode, which was what does scaling or programming for the best scaling for the best mean? And why do we do it? And why do we go that, uh, that top to bottom um, range is one of the big things was, was learning how to appropriately scale for your athletes individually, because yeah. it's not a one size fit all program. In fact, it's a, it's just a program for what we think this workout's sole intent and stimulus is supposed to be. That's it. It doesn't have to be movement related. It doesn't have to be, you know, weightlifting, monostructural gymnastics. Like I just wanted to be five minutes of, of just like hellfire. Like, okay, there's a thousand different ways you can do that. Oh yeah. So how do we scale that from top to bottom? So everyone gets five minutes of hellfire. And this topic will be, how do you do that? What are ways to scale to, for the stimulus? What are ways to scale certain movements? And one that really triggered everybody, and I mean that in a positive sense, was your double under scale with the assault bike. 
so which funny. was so cool. And even the eyes that I was like, how I've been doing this for 13 years and I never once <laughs> thought of that. And, and then we were talking about it the other day and I was like, you know, I didn't even like I thought it was really cool that it made an impact and people mm -hmm. like, oh, wow, that's totally going to use that. I had a couple people hit me up, you know, and said, I'm that's in. I'm including that right now, you know, and what's going on. And I didn't even that's what I mean about we could put our heads down and not even look around and think about anything. I was just kind of like, that's just what we're doing. Yeah, that's, that's just, just a thing. I use. I didn't, it's a thing. Yeah. And it's like, wait, wait, it's not a thing? Yeah. Like, people don't do that. I didn't think oh. this was this, like, gem. Right. Like, I've been <laughs> I've been keeping this to myself for 15 years, but here you go. Holding it like Finally. I'll let it bloom <laughs> so you can take it. And I was like, gosh, darn it. I never even thought of that. And I, I used it the next day with two people. How'd it work? Great. Yeah? Great. Because the timing's great, and it's, you know, it's if you want to go faster, then you just go faster. But if you want to go slower, it'll yeah. just take more time, but it's still going to be the same number because if you give them like a certain amount of cows in the assault bike, like if you go slow, it's going to take forever and you can yeah, full send way too that much. Out. That was good. I really, I like that. So what today's going to be is we're going to talk about scaling, the lost art of scaling subtext or subtitle going RX doesn't mean shit. <laughs> and I'm going to explain I'm going to I'm going to explain why and and how people got wrapped up in RX or bust and the detriment that really does to adaptation and training and all that other stuff. But before we get there, we want to thank our partners of the show, Bubs Naturals. Go to bubsnaturals.com. You can get that MCT oil powder for your morning coffee, the collagen protein, those apple cider vinegar gummies, and it's just a one-stop collection of a beautiful morning routine. And you make that hot cup of black coffee, and it's like, I need, to, I need to sweeten the deal. I need to cream this up. Guess what? Not only do we have a creamer for you, it's a non-dairy creamer. It's Whole30, and it's good for you. Improves that satiation you have in the morning. Oh, I'm really hungry, but I don't want to eat. Then grab this, and you get some protein in there. The best protein you, you need, collagen protein, skin, nails, hair, Wonderful stuff. And then a little sweet tooth in the morning, those apple cider vinegar, vinegar gummies. It's hard to just eat too, man. <laughs> I it's know. really hard. I, I, I have to screw the top on back so fast and just throw it in the cupboard. You have um, to. Shake out too and just like tell my wife, like, hide this from me today. <laughs> yeah, put away my healthy dots. Oh, man. <laughs> my, it is. My healthy juju, yeah, your <laughs> juju dots. But if you guys want uh, to get on that train with us, go to bubsnaturals.com. Use the code GETWITH20 for 20% off every order every single time. There's no minimum requirement. You can use it every time you get on there. And just know that when you're doing something good for yourself, you're doing something good for other people because Bubs Naturals donates 10% of all proceeds and profits to charity. In fact, Bill, I forgot. This week is we have our Thursday. We have our Thursday call with Sean. Sean Lake, Mr. Bubs Naturals himself. That's going to be fun. And, you know, if you guys don't know, Bubs Naturals is named after a Navy SEAL who died heroically in Benghazi, Glenn Doherty. His code name, Bubs. This is the namesake for the company. He's a friend of Sean, Sean Lake, who started this. And there's a hero workout called Glenn, and it's for Bubs. And we're going to go through a series of behind the programming of the hero workout, Glenn, with Mr. Bubs Naturals himself, Sean Lake. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Super Check fun. Man, I forgot about that. Now I'm even more excited about this week. Yeah. Great, great, yeah. great. Well, the Open is uh, ooh, just over three weeks away. Oh, I'm not ready. 
at all. <laughs> I'm not ready, but uh, you know, like anyone, if I haven't been working on my fitness, I can still buy accessories to improve my fitness. And that goes with hand grips, sweatbands, thumb tape, weight belt, knee sleeves. You know, it's the, the masking, the lack of fitness, fitness package. There you go. That Element 26 provides us. You go to element26.co, use the code GETWITH15 for 15% off. You got three weeks to get that whole package. Get it all. It, we should tell them, it's like, can you just make like a like an open prep package of all of it? Ooh, that would be good. And then the, like the send master's it, accessory a, of the one elbow bag. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll have the they'll have the 35 to 50 year old master's duffel bag, and then the 55 plus, which is like a, a roll off trailer. It's bigger. The, some Bengay right. <laughs> and uh, like ibuprofen mixed there in there go. as a bundle pack. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys sign up for that open package, go to element26.co. That's .co, not .com, and use the code GETWITH15 for 15% off, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed with the quality of accessory products that they have for competition. And as we get closer to, listen, the open is one thing, the quarterfinals are another, and then the semis, which, oh, I can't wait to talk about that bomb that just dropped. Two programmed events from CrossFit with some more direction. Yes, please. I'll have more I of like that. It. I like it. But if you want to get there, you better prove it. And not just on the leaderboard online. You better prove it with the Wadproof app. That's right. You got to get your Wadproof app. You have to make sure that you get your videos marked and checked and videoed correctly and all that kind of stuff. And you know, But that's not the only thing about the Wadproof Go. They obviously have their Pro Pack, which gives you access to all kinds of their programs. They have 12-week programs you can get a hold of. And those programs are $9.99 a month. Um, you can check out all their things. And what's what's cool about these guys is they are trying to improve athletes all the way across the board, not just on you know their video accept acceptances and for the different qual uh, qualifications or whatever. Not only for strength and uh, gymnastics and different programs or if you want to get stronger if you're trying to get bigger if you're trying to get faster but they've upped their game to include what's called bionic and you have to check mm. this thing out their bionic setup is a 19.99 a month or you can pay for a year straight that's a 99.99 which ends up being about eight dollars a month or so it is the only they're using uh ai to check your mobility so wild it's so crazy. And I mean, we've already seen a bunch of like big name athletes that are on there that are part of the Wadproof Go app team and seeing where their numbers are. And what it does is it takes your numbers and generates your mobility daily workout that you need to do. And you can set on there whether you only have 10 minutes to do it, if you have 15 minutes to do it, or you have 30 minutes to do it, Man. it will give you exactly what you need. So not only, and this is a great time to do this, if you haven't, if you haven't got a hold of this yet, you have three weeks. So it will give you three weeks of prep time. Oh, to get yourself really? ready to move better. I mean, it's not like a three-week block, yeah. but it'll give you daily work. And if you start now, imagine how much better you can move oh. if you do something every day for three weeks before the open hits. And just like so 10 minutes a day. You, I mean, if you have to do uh, 10 minutes. Huh. I mean, it can be 10 minutes. It can be 30 minutes. It depends how much you need. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've seen some of like the, some of the high, like Danielle Brandon, she gets up there and does the, the bar pass through and she's like, oh, 100%. 110%. Okay, <laughs> All right, that's fine. And then you get some, you know, some of the other people up there and it's like, oh, that's a 58. That's yeah. It's like, okay, you, now you, nef you definitely know where you need to put your work in, but it sets it up. 
Um, and the other thing is this, where if you have, so let's say you're at your regular CrossFit gym or you have your own mobility equipment, it will give you the things that you need to do, lacrosse balls, bands, PVC pipes, whatever, or it will give you an equipment less version of that same thing. So it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how long you have that day. The barriers of entry have been dropped. So there is no reason for you to improve your mobility. And here's yes. the thing, you improve your mobility, you're gonna improve your movement, you're gonna improve your strength, you're gonna decrease your your um, injuries, and then you're gonna just crush the open. Love so it. So get after it. You got three weeks to get that get that body ready to go. I need to do that. I need to do that this week. I'm gonna do it this week. Do and it. then uh, we'll post our scores. I'll make a little Bill and Chase leaderboard. All right. I know I'm, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna do this. You're so, you're so mobile. I thought it was good until I started hanging out with you. I was like, damn, that guy's just sitting at the bottom of the squat like a baby. Like a baby. Like a baby. Uh, all right. So let's get to the topic of the day, and that is the lost art of scaling. And what we wanna do is we wanna talk about the importance of this, because I feel like scaling, gets a bad rap as if it's like not good or a, a like a scarlet oh i scaled the workout yeah, you're less you're less than like you didn't do it rx therefore yeah therefore you are a lesser human being um yeah. why it's important why we do it why i i value a coach's or programmer's ability to scale more than their ability to program i think that is a more of a testament to how good they are as a coach, a seeing and correcting, their ability to scale athletes than say, program a good workout. Totally, they're, they're, they are two different skills. I, me personally, I mean, like I, I like both parts. So I, I, I mean, obviously I, I'd love I you to have I both. I can't say, I, well, I wouldn't say personally that one is more important than the other, but each, like if you're a great programmer and you're coaching the class, mm -hmm. I got the wrong person in the wrong job. I can have a great coach that's programming and they're really yeah. good at seeing faults and fixing. Yeah, it doesn't like, really well, go the other way. It, no, it doesn't. Like you put the right, you use the right tool for the right job. Yeah. The problem, the the thing that is the, the, the greats, the great coaches and, and people that are in their gym and things like that are the ones that they understand what the program is. Mm hmm whether they whether they devised it and they made it up or they're just one of the coaches that are there they understand what the intent is so then they can take that knowledge and then use their skill of okay what does this person need cuz scale doesn't mean just because you're not strong enough or right. just because you're injured it's scaling or modifying is so that you are able to get the prescribed intent mm -hmm. of that particular workout whatever yeah. it might be yeah and, and, and going and going that way. And that's where we want to start really is why we even scale to begin with. Like, what is the purpose? What's the end goal? What are you trying to do? And the reason why we're having this conversation second to our scale for the or program for the best scale for the rest is because when you program a workout, however you want to do it, you program, hopefully, that there is a certain intent of the workout. It isn't just start the clock and we'll finish where we finish. Sometimes that's okay. Hey, we're going to do this right. long slog fast, but that's the intent, right? We're just going to, we're not even going to start the clock. Yeah. We're just going to get through this and sweat our way to the end. But more often than not, a programmer should have a rhyme and reason for why they program that particular workout. And how I try to get this point across is take Fran, the, 
most classic benchmark workout you can do. 21-15-9, thrusters at 95 and 65, and pull-ups. Now, Fran has a name because there's also a stimulus and intent attached to that name. And what that is intended to be is really a three to five minute for the average CrossFitter of just pure go. Yep. That doesn't mean unbroken because you can break you can break five minutes and break all the time. Well, not all the time, but sometimes. But your fastest people are like two to two and a half. Like that's that is really maxed out, Fran. If you go beyond that, say ten minutes, because you wanted to do it RX'd, I was like, good. You did 45 thrusters and 45 pull-ups. You yep. didn't do Fran. Right. And there's a difference because the stimulus of Fran is three to five minutes of full go. That's the purpose of it. And we said at the beginning of the show is like, what do I want to do? I was like, I want to do three to five minutes of just hellfire. I'll go. I was like, okay, well, we can do Fran or we could do a thousand meter row. Or we could do, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Karen. Right? And it's all fitting in the intent of, I want to do a three to five minute hellfire burner. What can I program that fits that uh, frame? But if you go beyond that, it's no longer the intent of what we designed it to be. If I wanted to be a 10 to 15 minute slog fast slow burner, I would have programmed something different. But I didn't. And when you call it Fran and you go beyond that, it's no longer Fran. Right. It's just thrusts and, and pull-ups. And, and here, what I, so I, I, when I was doing my, uh, my master seminars, my master experience seminars, I would always build Fran up. Mm. Um, and we would talk about it and we'd talk about how long it was supposed to take. And there, was, there would be a certain way that I would tell people to choose the weights and the movements that they're doing. I'm, and I would tell them, you only have, like, I'm, I'm capping the clock at five minutes. So the thrusters that you're using, yes, we all know it's 95 and 65 as prescribed. Mm -hmm. You should be able to do the, the weight that I'm giving you 25 to 30 times unbroken if you were fresh. If you are not able to do that, do not pick that weight. And, right. all, and everyone would look at me confused every single time. Yeah. They're like, yeah, but I can do 95 pounds. And I'm like, then you're not, but you're not doing Fran. Right. The weight that you're picking has to be, you have to be able to do it this many times. You have to be able to do it. And I'm not saying that you need to do 21 unbroken. I'm right. saying if I said all we're doing is a max set of unbroken thrusters, you should be able to get between 25 and 30, mm -hmm. somewhere in there. Yeah. Your pull-ups, same basic idea, but I'll say, okay, you should be able to get somewhere between uh, 10 pull-ups, for the most part, unbroken all the way through. If you do a set of 10 and then you're doing sets of two, you're, you're in the wrong ballpark again. So that's how I would set that up. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I mean, I'd be like, I don't care if it's ring rows. I don't care if it's jumping pull-ups. I don't care. The stimulus, the, what I'm looking for is you need to be able to get around 10 unbroken mm -hmm. pull-ups. Yeah. Can you do that? And if you can't do that, we'll make it so that you can do that um, to get the right intent. And that's what I think is important is that piece, that scaling piece, the easiest in the, the first rung is by by weight yes i mean you make it lighter so you can move in that i think that's where a lot of people they they go and they stop there right but that that is not the end of it i mean there's you have to think about like okay you are scaling mm -hmm. due to weight or the pulps or whatever 
because they don't have the strength to be able to do certain things. Yeah. Um, maybe it's an injury. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't have the strength to do it because of that, you know, and, and that's where you get into it. And, and I mean, we can kind of hit on this as we get <laughs> towards the, towards the end. Yeah. But the difference between like scaling and modifying. Right. Like they aren't the same word. No. And I don't think that they should be used the same, you know, when coaches are talking about it. you're not. If you do, if you do. Uh, well, let me ask you this. What do you think is the difference between the two? Uh, scaling and modifying. I was just so I think scaling is taking the pieces of the workout and tailoring them to like lighter weight, uh, a lower skill. So okay. say for pull ups, um, you can either scale the reps like I can do pull ups, but not that many. It's like, okay, we can scale the reps to fit the time frame. You can scale the skill level. Ring rows, like you said, jumping pull-ups. And we'll get into scaling versions here. Yeah, I think modification is changing a total movement pattern to modify the workout to work around an injury, right, a disability, but to still hit the time frame. So for example, we have we have two athletes in the gym. Um, they both had one broke the, her collarbone <clears throat> slipping on a bathroom ah. floor. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Imagine how bad that hurt, right? And the other one had shoulder surgery because she was doing a, a dirt bike. It's actually like pretty badass how she like separated her shoulder. And so they're both like slinged up. And so we're modifying these workouts to just hit stimulus. And so for example, right. today we have, uh, we were, we're working on ring muscle ups today. So we're teaching how to do it and the scales for it and the progression. And we'll get there how progressions are actually scales. But the, the main workout was five sets, one every three minutes, 15 uh, burpees to rings and five ring muscle ups. So you work on muscle ups under fatigue for five sets. And all they did was 15 cows on the assault bike and everyone finished within a minute to a minute 30. Yeah. And they did too, but they hit they hit that minute to ninety second time frame stimulus that we wanted. So I think to right. me that's the modification. Whereas a scale would be, hey, do one muscle up because if you get one, that's like a that's a huge win. Or scale right. to a low ring transfer for five reps. Try to do it without putting your feet on the ground once you turn over. Yeah, but yeah, they, they I, are I, pretty. I mean, you can get into the semantics of it. Is like, what's the difference? It's just a, it's just a word. But that's kind of how I look at the two. No, I agree. And I, I think that on the outright, you're right. You have scaling over here and you have modification over here and it can get kind of blurry in the middle. Not mm-hmm. that it, and not that it matters, but I think it's interesting to talk about because what it does is it opens up the reasons of, okay, well, what are you trying to do? Generally speaking, I think scaling is going to be mostly bank based on strength or ability, mm-hmm. whereas modifying is going to be based on injury, range of motion, or a specific something that you're trying to work around. Yeah. Um, you know, knee injury, shoulder injury, whatever. So now you have to modify either the workout or the movement or the range of motion based on the issues that you're dealing with rather than it just being a strength. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that you're modifying Fran by making the thrusters 65 and 45 because you're right. bring the weight down. You know what I mean? You're, you're scaling um, to do that. At least semantically, that's where I would, that's where I would be playing. But I, yeah. I think it's always good to talk about that because what that really does is it starts to open up all the doors of, okay, what am I going to do with the, 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 the top shelf deal is what is the intent that mm. the athlete is supposed to be getting? What as a coach, 
as the coach, and I and I want to say coach on this one rather than the program. I mean, you're taking the program now, right? And you have to look at that as the coach and be like, okay, how do I get this person to get this intent? How do I get this person to get this intent? Mm-hmm. And this one over here, and they, all three of those people have different issues that they got to deal with or different abilities that they have to deal with, but they all have to have the right intent. Yes. So now you start stepping into all those things, and that's when you really start opening up. And that's like for me, and we've talked about this before, is like that's the the programming fun part is I get to sit there and come up with all this stuff in my head. But in a vacuum, right? <laughs> fun part. Oh my gosh, totally. The coaching fun part is, you know, I'm teaching a class of 12 people. I have 12 different Rubik's cubes. Oh, bro. That I need to like sit there and like. I'm the Oprah of scaling. You oh get gosh, a scale. I, you get a scale. You. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's so fun to do. And. And, you know, I know that there that, that there is that stigma to it, but I, I think that what our job is to is to educate and explain like and I'm talking about not us on this podcast, well, yeah. maybe us on this podcast, yeah. but the coach in, in the gym, mm-hmm. their goal is to explain to everyone what they're looking for. Yes, here, here's what's written. Here's the workout. Yeah. Here's what I want you to be able to do. And that gives them the first step of uh, the athlete, the first step to be like, OK, I think I could try this one over here. And then as you know, you're going through progressions or you're working on stuff with everyone or you're doing your warmups and they're getting warmed up. You can kind of see how they're moving the bar or yeah. are they able to get up on the pull-up bar or are they getting ready to do one toe to bar at a time, even though we have like 60 that we have to do or mm. I mean, whatever, whatever it is. And then you can step in and be like, Hey, I want you to do it this way. I want you to do it this way so that they are able to get, the workout and the stimulus and the response that they're supposed to get yeah. that's designed for them. Otherwise, why have you there? Why? Right. Like you're the coach. They're paying you <laughs> for this expertise. Yeah. They're not paying you to say three, two, one, go and hit the clock and turn the music on loud. Mm-hmm. They can do that at 24 hour gym or whatever. Yes. And I think a lot of that, and this goes back to our previous episode of programming for the best, which is why we like this approach is because it's the programmers job to know what the purpose intent and stimulus of the workout that they're making is so again if we're taking this five three to five minute burner we said you can use thousands of different ways to do it the only way you know it's going to be a burner is when you look at what is possible by the quote-unquote best athlete like okay we're doing karen 150 wall ball shots at 20 and 14 for time the best person can do this unbroken in under five minutes. Okay, but it really, your range is going to be more than that. And so, and we're using, I'm, I'm using benchmark examples so you guys have familiarity with a workout. But there also is a, there's a secondary but with benchmark workouts too, which we'll, we'll touch base on, right? But say, now I know what's possible. Well, I need this to take, and really, like, a range for Karen when you first start, it's like five to ten minutes. That's our range. It's 150 reps. It's going to take some time. If it's taking you ten minutes, you're still doing 15 reps a minute, which is not easy, especially if you're new. It's like, okay, so how can we get everybody in this five to ten minute range? Because I know it's supposed to be five to ten minutes because I'm looking at the best person in the world. They can do it in five. Instead of looking at the most deconditioned person in your gym, it's like, well, it's going to take Nancy, 20 minutes to do this workout. I was like, okay, but that's not Karen or that's not what we're looking for. And so, okay, um, you guys just do 100. 
I know that's that's going to be enough for you. You guys use the 10-pound ball, and let's go to a 9-foot target because we want to – and it's like – and then you, who always does this RX, and it takes you 16 minutes, here's a 14-pound ball, and you do this unbroken. Yep. And you do this in five minutes, so you know exactly what this is supposed to feel like. Right. And everyone should finish within that five to 10 minute range. And that's comes from the programmer to dictate to the coach. This is what I want. This is why I program this. Now you make sure everyone gets a specific dose and prescription to fit this time frame. That's your job as the coach. Now, how do you do that? You know, what's really cool is there's this phrase in CrossFit infinitely scalable mm -hmm. our movements are infinitely scalable so there is absolutely no reason why you should be running out of ideas of what you can do for each one of those things what i liked what you just said with the wall ball and the wall ball the wall ball idea is great because everyone thinks okay go a little lower or use a lighter ball like that is the initial and most people there's like the big question mark over their head after you get through those two things where there are infinite different ways you can do it. Maybe they take, it depends on what the person wants too. So, I mean, you ha you're dealing with. Well, as I'm saying, it starts with the programmer, right? Uh, it starts there. So you have the general intent of what they're trying to do, but this person, maybe this, maybe Nancy comes up and it's like, you know what? I, I know you want us to go. Um, we're, we're trying to do this in this amount of time, but I, I really am trying to get stronger. Mm. Okay. So I could either say you're going to do, uh, I, I could say, all right, you're going to do the lighter ball, but I want you to go unbroken. So there could be that, that set up there. It yeah. could be, I want you to go the heavier ball and I want you to throw it up as high as you can get it, but you're still going to do the squats. You're going to go all the way down for some people. It might just be, okay, look, I know you want to do this, but your shoulders kind of jacked up. So what you're going to do is you're going to hold on to the wall ball and mm. the heavier one, and you're just going to do 150 air squats with the wall ball in yeah. front of the wall, in front of the ball, or just put it to the wall. Maybe it, maybe it's going to be that way. Maybe you have a deconditioned athlete that, you know, it's, it's, uh, Fred who's 72 years old. And what he's going to be doing is, okay, we're setting the clock. I, I have a cap for everyone. I don't want anyone going over 10 minutes. Yeah. So the time is set. I want you to do as many air squats up to this number uh, as you yeah, can do. Yeah. Maybe maybe someone's knees are all jacked. I've had people do this. I did this when I messed up my knee. I would do my wall balls because I, I couldn't squat down all the way. So I would do box squat wall balls. Oh, okay. If yeah. my knees were jacked up. I mean, there are there are so many different ways of doing it. And yes, you want to start with what's the general intent. Right. And then what do each of the people want? that's still working within that intent. Right. Like, I don't want someone to go, okay, I know you want to get stronger. So I want you only to do 10 wall balls <laughs> yeah. mark, or 10 foot mark. Yeah. And you have 10 minutes to do it. Or, um, I want this to take you 20 minutes. The time frame is the time frame. Right. Keep everyone in that. Try to keep the stimulus of whatever that's going to be, be for everyone, but then give them their, and this is where I talk about if we are modifying the movement, based on issues that they have strength injury uh, ability whatever unless it's just you know they don't uh, well, i take that back strength for the scaling of the weight yeah but then you can work on all those different uh versions of that workout so that they can get that intent so you can literally have 10 people 15 people in your class that are all doing carrying 150 wall balls and there are going to be 10 different versions yep of that workout and there's nothing wrong with that 
And actually, I, I will say this as the coach, and this is something that, like, again, we need to let our members and our clients know about this. When I scale for someone, what they're getting is they're getting personal one-on-one coaching right at that point. Exactly. They're not getting the easy way out. In fact, they're getting special a special devised workout specifically for them based on their issues. Dare you say individualized? My goodness. I mean, Mm. there it is. I mean, Mm. you know, you can do it. You can, you Mm. can pay me more (laughs) and do it, you know, in a true one-on-one without anyone else around, or you can come to this small group setting and let me help you out. You know, let me, let me quickly give you something that's going to work on your individual needs to get your individual goals met yeah um instead of just going okay cool i get to put an rx by my name oh this, this actually made me think about this i remember a point and i don't know if he still does it or not i haven't looked at his stuff but uh back in the day there was a there was a period of time where uh chris spieler at his gym up at park city yeah they would not put any weights they would put the rep scheme interesting and leave the weights off Hmm. And the reason I think the reason was is that they wanted they wanted uh they didn't want the whole RX thing to yeah make it and that you know, that's a thing what it would do we and can it's, talk there's about a that. mental yeah there's a mental part to that for sure you know where people feel they want to feel good they want to feel successful they want to feel whatever and now you you get your rep scheme I mean I think at that point if if we were going to do that if we if I was going to do that I would I would have to know yeah. inside what the workout is, right? What the weight is, so that I can kind of put people to Help the right people, place. Yeah. But if I say, you know, four rounds of ten reps of this lift and this, yeah, then that's all a, that's a challenging three undertaking. Done, totally. But I thought I thought it was interesting. And that again, is interesting. It's it's we should be open to looking at anything and being like, yeah. okay. Is it worth? Is that worthwhile? Does that work in my world? Does yeah. that work? Can I use that? Um, is there anything valid? And and I think that you know even on the the with the scaling talk, that now comes into play. Yeah. Because it's like, how are you going to scale or modify when it just says, okay, you're doing four four rounds of yeah, 10 that's tough. and ten burpees. That's I mean that's easy if like you're the one programming it. Oh, 100%. But like, oh, if totally. it's just one of your coaches, you're like, hey, I hope you give me some notes. <laughs> oh, man, lots of notes. Um, lots of notes. And, and that, that I already wanted to, I wanted to touch on two things is one, listen, coaches, programmers, remember, you're going to fuck this up a lot. A lot. And you're going to get the scales wrong and you're going to modify someone incorrectly. And like, someone's going to go way past the time, like, or too, or you're going to do it too easy. Like, I still do that. I did that this morning. I was like, oh, I probably should have made you do two. (laughs) Like, (laughs) sorry for your non-workout workout today. But like, it's okay. We're not saying you have to be this person. You have to be able to do this because me and Bill screw this up on a daily, right? But it's okay. So it's okay to mess up. The other is, I said is like, I'm using benchmark workouts just so you guys have familiarity with timeframes and workouts that make sense to you as opposed to making something up. The flip side of this whole scaling talk is when it comes to benchmark workouts, those are in there also to challenge the athlete a lot like when me and Bill talk about the open, right? It's like, hey, today we're doing Fran and I don't care what you get, but we're going to set a baseline. 
right? It's like, okay, today we're doing Fran prescribed. If you can do one thruster and one pull-up, I'll sit here until you're done. I don't care if it takes 23 minutes. After I've set a baseline, though, okay, how do we get better at Fran? I was like, okay, well, Fran's sub five. Now, how do we learn how to work within that time frame? Because 23 minutes of thrusters and pull-ups feels much different than less than five. It's a completely, I mean, it's a completely different stimulus. And so, okay, what do we do? It's like, okay, training day, Fran, is, all right, instead of 95 and 65, you're going 65 and you're doing a third of the reps on all the pull-ups and send it. Like using a lighter pound ball for Karen. Don't put the ball yeah. down. It's really easy yeah. to break up Karen a lot and do it as prescribed, right? But you need to do Karen once as prescribed if you can and should to set a baseline, to set a benchmark. That's why they're called benchmark workouts. And then later down the line, you train a stimulus to get better at that. So I wanted to put that out there. It's not like, oh, so we never do benchmark workouts as Rx, even if we can, no matter how slow we go. That's not what I'm saying. Um, there's a time and place. And that also, and again, that falls on the head of the programmer and then subsequently the coaches. Yeah, that's the the intent. Right. So one day we're doing Fran and you got to hold it like we do what we do one where it's um, I just do three girls. So you have five minutes of work, five minutes of rest, five minutes, of work, five minutes, of rest, five minutes of work. And it's Ugh. Fran, Diane and Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth at the end. Oh, God, yeah. you're a dick. I know. What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's I mean. The idea is I want you to burn. I want you to burn for five minutes. I want you to recover for five minutes. Burn. Do for you five cap minutes. them so, at five? What's that? Yeah, okay. I cap them. If you finish ahead, good on you. Or rest. Or no, that you just yeah. get five minutes no matter what. No, no, no. Like or it's, it's time not like checks. five minute AMRAP. It's if you you have a five minute cap. Okay. So if you if you get your three minute Fran, yeah. then you get two minutes left of that five minutes. Oh, so you get you get extra rest. rest. Time. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So like every ten minutes, you're doing a. One of these. Yeah. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, uh, but if the intent is, okay, here is not, just like what you said, in, in that what's important, what you said was, whether you were deciding to use the benchmark workout as a test so you can build to whatever, um, or it's a regular workout or whatever the set is, mm. the intent is this or this, right. even though the workout is exactly the same. Right. What is the intent of each of those? And now with that intent, now you put on your movements. Now it might be modification of Fran at 21, 15, 9, 95, and 65 and pull-ups for 23 minutes. The modification <laughs> on that is the time frame. Right. Like ah, you're modifying ha, ha, the okay. time frame to yeah, let it go longer yeah, yeah. than that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, so because, I mean – no, there isn't a limit on Fran, but there is a true stimulus of what the right. classic setup is supposed to be. Yeah, and that's um, where we wanted to start with. It was like, I mean, shit. If if that was going to be for me, and it was like a twenty-three minute Fran, <laughs> it would be like, you know, two twenty-five <sighs> and double the double the the. Oh, just with like twenty-one fifty-nine. Yeah, it would to, be to strict the, chest to bar pull-ups. Yeah, for me to get the same in or the same stimulus as someone that yeah. it takes them twenty three minutes to do, you know, twenty one fifty nine at, at the prescribed weight. That's that like that's why I don't like thinking up. I like to think down because it just makes. I know, Mike. Like, how do I make this harder? 
Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I mean, but I think that's, that's, that's the modification there. So even though it was an open-ended end, yeah, it's not, we're calling it Fran prescribed. Man, that was a great example. I just, I want to, I want to marinate that on, on for like two more minutes, dude. I love that Man. hitting, hitting the, even, this is why we scale down and not up. Oh. It's like, all right, it, like how easy is it for a coach in a program? Be like, Hey, we're, look, we're going for a five minute workout today because yeah. you know, and it say it's 15 thrusters and 15 bar facing burpees for three rounds. Boom. Three to five minutes. That's what it should be. All right. Yeah. How do we make this work for everyone in this gym? Okay, you guys are brand new. You're going to do 10s. You guys aren't as strong, so you're going to use lighter weight. You're not going to do burpees over the bar over there. You're just going to do regular burpees and, and then wh whatever, right? And we get everybody down to five minutes. But if we went like, hey, here's three rounds of 15 and 15. Just let's see what happens, general people. And it's like, all right, well, it took, you know, so-and-so in the AM 20 minutes. So that's yeah. our gen, gen pop. All right, you fire breathers over there. You have a 20-minute workout now. Load up. <laughs> so, yeah. And now I'm like, okay, how do I make this workout that took is supposed to take five minutes and make it 20 minutes? It's like, okay, uh, Bill, you do 225 because you're much better at heavy thrusts than I am, but I'm going to do 185, uh, but I, man, I underdid it, and now it only took me 16 minutes. And then you overdid it and didn't finish the workout, which you have done before. <laughs> and instead of bar facing burpees, it's like bar facing double jump burpees. But I put a weight vest on because it needs to take 20 minutes. Like, do you guys see where this is going? Like now we have to make up the weirdest stuff to hit a time frame dictated by the lowest fitness level where you need to, it's easier to do the highest because we wanted it to be five minutes. And then we help the lowest achieve that with scales and modifications and coaching, yeah, not over programming. So I just, that was a great example. And I just wanted to, I wanted to reemphasize what you said. Uh, I got, okay. So, which I appreciate. Thank you very much. Um, how would you find, or where can you find a whole list of scales without even looking at a list of scales. Like I think a lot of coaches, they have scaling options out there that they don't even recognize yeah. that they can use. What would you grab? My, you who or what? Uh, what? Like how would you uh, find them? Like where, where would you get them from? Probably just like I don't a, mean like person, but like where are you gonna, how are you going to know what scales to use for people? So for me, it's hidden in the progressions of the movement. And you find that at your level one. Hey, how do yeah. we teach the push press or how do we teach the thruster? When we teach a thruster, we do front squats and then we do push press and then we put that together for a thruster, right? Or when I teach a pull-up, we hang on a pull-up bar. Then we do little scat pull-downs to engage the scaps and know what the movement pattern is. And then we do little press downs and then we do kip swings and then maybe we do some ring rows to warm up your pull and then we do the whole kipping pull-up. And within that progression... That's the wonderful part because hidden in the progressions of any movement, usually gymnastics to for one, are your scales. Hey, I know I always do ring rows for pull-ups, but I need to learn the skill of the kip. I'm like, good. You're going to do Fran today, and instead of ring rows, we're going to do kip swings. And you get to hang yeah. on a pull-up bar, and you get to strengthen your grip, and you get to use the skill of the kip and practice that under fatigue for 21-15-9. Right? Or handstand push-ups or muscle-ups. It's like, hey, 
when you teach the muscle of the level one, where do we work? We work on low rings. And we do ring pulls to the chest and then ring transfers from below to above. And then we do dips, but we use our feet as much as we need to, to lock it out. Oh, well, guess what? That's your low ring transfer scale for a muscle up. It's not three pull-ups and three ring dips for every one. You're just going to get good at ring dips and pull-ups. Right. But the whole part, the hardest part of a muscle up is the skill of the transfer from below to above. So yeah, we're going to program muscle ups for athlete A. And for athlete Z, you're going to do low ring transfers. And guess what? We're going to do that in warm-up because it's a progression and a warm-up, and that's how we use scales. So that's usually yeah. what I do. No, that's perfect. And that's kind of what I was hoping you were going to say because I agree with that, that the progressions are pieces that we can use that I think just get overlooked of what they are. Progressions are ways that we are trying to warm ourselves up or get ourselves ready to do the, the full movement. Right. And we can access any of those pieces to use as scales for that particular day. One of the things that I see people, and I, I tell my classes all the time, is I don't want you to do the same scale or the same modification every single time. Yes. Like handstand push-ups. All right, you see handstand push-ups, maybe someone will put you know an ab mat or two ab mats on the ground so they they change their range of motion mm -hmm. that's cool sometimes if they need to get if they need to feel the weight on their shoulder and they have to be upside down be inverted, and all that. okay yeah. but if that's all you ever do then you aren't going to build the range of motion that you have you right. can go to a box put your toes on a box put one leg in the air mm -hmm. and now have basically a full range handstand push-up minus the weight of one leg or you can put your knees onto the box with your butt up in the air. Same thing, get that range of motion that way. So there are so many different, like if you look at the range of motion for a handstand pushup, right. you have the bottom end from where your head is on the ground. You have the, the middle part, you have the top part when you're yeah. all locked out and you can use all of that distance. Sometimes it should be part of that movement. Sometimes it should be half of that movement. Sometimes it could be just the bottom half. Sometimes it could be lighter version with that full range. Sometimes it's just going to be standing up on your hands and not moving at all, but just yes. getting used to being upside, up, up on top. Um, again, a lot of different ways to do it. And I, and I, I try to regularly have either myself or my coaches that when we're, when we're describing the workout of the day and mm. we're going through the different pieces, we say what it is written on the board. We say, here's the stimulus that we're looking for. You should be able to do X amount of reps or so unbroken. You should be pretty comfortable with this weight, be able to move either relatively easily, or it should be, I want you to have to think about it, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then give three, four, five scales or modifications down from actual movement to less of the movement mm -hmm. so that they have they can kind of say like okay i usually do this one but maybe i don't do this one or i'll just say today if we're doing ring if we're doing oh yeah uh chest of our pull up or we're doing uh, ring muscle ups the scales for you today are not going to be it's either going to be transitions or you're going to do uh rope climbs because wow. i want you to do some other sort of pulling rather than just uh, these are the, these are the ones that kill me in the week, we will have done ring muscle-ups, bar muscle-ups, uh, rope climbs, uh, maybe over the course of two weeks. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put those all back to back right. to back. But if someone goes like, and Damn, says, Bill. okay, well, <laughs> I, I know. If someone goes in and goes, okay, well, I do pull-ups on all those. So why are we doing so many pull-ups oh. all the time? Like, well, we don't do pull-ups right. all the time. Right. You choose to do pull-ups all the time. I so see. what we need to do is give you some other ways to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe it's jumping pull-ups, then ring rows, then like the supine rope climb, if you're going to do that, or it's the, 
you know, uh, sitting on your on your shins, transition with the rings, or you're doing the bounce with the the band to work on the transition and then get the dip out of it. Yeah. Again, so many different variables, so many different options, but you have to be one open to the options, and then two understand what what options go in what category of what you're trying to base on that day based on what that person needs. So, yeah. um, I think that's important to say outright when you're giving your lecture of the the workout of the day mm -hmm. because it saves time for your client to figure out what they're trying to do and kind of where they should sit it lets them know hey okay he doesn't want me to do the exact same thing so maybe i'll try something different because a lot of times i mean we get in our ruts we get in our workout ruts oh for sure people working out with the same bar and the same piece of mat and the same <laughs> you know how dare you come into my area yeah. i'm in lane two and this is my lane that's right that's right. Get out. You're not allowed. To, you're you're not allowed to be here. Um, but I think that you know we need to let them know that one, it's okay, and and um, we want them mm. to pick those different scales so that they can improve all the different spots of that range of motion, yeah. not just the one piece. You know. I like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, one other thing I wanted to touch on, and this goes along with the scaling and the, and you said before is like, okay, I mean, cause listen, when, when I do my classes, I write everyone's name on the board next to their name. It's how they modified or scaled the workout. And then next to that is the score that they got. And to do that, it's not creating a leaderboard, but it's letting people know really is look at all the different ways this workout has been scaled and look how close everyone's time frame is. And then what people use in the afternoons are like, okay, I'm, I'm at the level of Sarah. So that's what Sarah did. And I'm like, yeah, she did, but she, she, you know, she was also not having a great day. So you could probably bump it up a little bit more. Or even if it's a completely different coach, you're like, yeah, you know, go off that. And then in warm up, we'll really figure out if that would, what it was. And he was like, I hey, see, look, everyone was in eight to 10 rounds of this AMRAP. Everyone was. And then the ones that weren't, you have some conscious like, well, their pull-ups just went to shit today and they just lost a lot of time or they have all the rounds. Like, yeah, they, they like next time, like, Hey, next time we're, we're, we're bumping up to 75 pounds. You, you're, you're no longer in the 55 pound club because you totally dismantled <laughs> that. And, and that's the thing. And I, and I like writing it on the board, but the downside is because it isn't a, again, this is just one way is you'll get athletes, usually young males, <laughs> that will be like, well, he did it Rx'd, and I'm a man. Therefore, I'm going to do it Rx'd because that proves my worth as a man because only real men Rx the workout and scalings for pussies. <laughs> I don't know, man. That, that's, a, that's a young master's deal right there. I don't know. A young man, <laughs> like they, they can kind of either hop in or get their ass kicked and be okay. Well, I that was also guys. me talking Ooh. about me. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> But I, and, and, and that's the thing, right? And I totally get it. And they're like, well, if it's not our Rex, then I didn't really do the workout like it was supposed to be done. I'm like, no, dude, three to five minutes. That's what I want. I don't care how you do it or how you got there other than cutting reps on, you know, right. cheating, but like, or, or range of motion, but like, I don't care. You doing this Rx and getting capped halfway through the workout is a bad workout. Yeah. Like you doing an RX and taking 12 minutes to do a workout that was supposed to take five is not what I programmed. And there's a reason why you're always bad at sub five minute workouts because you never do sub five minute workouts. 
because you overdo yeah. it because you think your worth as an athlete is tied up in three letters rxd maybe with an apostrophe <laughs> as that 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 it, that's the end all be all and that's really where the subtitle is is like we talk about the importance of scaling and the value of it and why going rx doesn't mean shit unless you're within that stimulus and so yeah. like don't obsess yourself with rx and 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 I'll, to my detriment when i write that on the board people get competitive which i love like be competitive like be that person that i have to reel in i love working with that person and the person i have to like jump start every day i'm like please will you just add some weight and and do pull-ups i know you can do it <laughs> And then they finish the workout in 90 seconds. They're like, oh, well, that wasn't a good workout. I'm like, well. <laughs> I, yeah. I, uh, it's, a, it's a pro I, and con with the, with the RX stuff and the, the, the prescribed weights. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I program pretty aggressively. I always have as far as like the, what it's written as. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I would say that we probably only have about – 10 depending on the workout 10 to 15 percent of the people actually get it rx same here same um and that's and that's a good thing and i also like the rx is not about the weight the right. rx is about the movement so you know here, here we are talking about how i changed the assault bike for the double unders <laughs> right well okay i do all my workouts prescribed I know what it's supposed to feel like. I know where it is. But mm -hmm. when it's double unders and I'm on the assault bike, whether I did the weights and the ring muscle ups or whatever else, I don't put RX next to it because it's changed. Neither do I. That doesn't mean that it, I didn't do the workout. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it wasn't <laughs> a good score. That doesn't mean that I took it easy. It right. doesn't mean anything. It just means that I didn't do it as exactly written on the board. Yep. That's okay. I write the weight I did, the muscle ups I did, and I write assault bike. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think that that's important. And, and again, like the reason that we scale, the reason that we modify is so that everyone can get the desired benefits of the workout and the desired stimulus of the workout that we're doing. Mm -hmm. If you didn't modify the workouts, then you would have people that like they hurt their shoulder and they couldn't come in and do anything else because you right, can't right. change anything. It's like what we're doing, thrusters and pull-ups, and I can't do it because of my shoulder. Sorry, bro suck it up or just Tough. don't be here we're not programming know? for games athletes here we're talking no, about it, crossfit and even even that i mean even if you are that, but still i will say this games athletes they don't get scaled they get they get uh workouts that are programmed for them mm -hmm. they're not going to scale them because they're designed specifically for one person right so it's not it's when when the coach is putting it together, they might be scaling and modifying based on do they have shin splints right now? Did they pull their lat doing something? Did they pull a little heavy, you know, the last couple of days? So yep. we're going to modify it back or we're going to change the movement a little bit here where I would normally be giving them this, but I'm going to change it to make it this. I scaled it for them. Yes. I they don't know that. No, it's one person. Yeah. But when I put it on the board for a group, here's the intended workout with the intended stimulus now you need to scale and modify so that everyone gets that 
doesn't matter their age, doesn't matter their abilities, doesn't matter their strength, doesn't matter their injuries, doesn't matter whatever. Mm -hmm. You can take that workout and make it now. And that's what scaling and modifying does. It's not a negative, it's a positive. It allows everyone in that class to get the desired workout and the stimulus that they need for that day. Yeah. That's what that does. Exactly. It allows your group to be able to train as a group. Otherwise, you're going one-on-one, which is cool, too. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's make, why we're there, too. Make your too. coaches a lot of money that way. <laughs> Go ahead and do that. That's awesome. But, yeah, and so RX to me is it's what the workout is written on board, how it's designed, and a time frame at which it's supposed to be done. Yep. So 21-15-9, thrusters and pull-ups, 95 and 65, in 15 minutes is not prescribed to me. That's not friend. Nope. Something under five minutes is. Now, that's a hard line, but you guys get what I'm saying. There's a difference. All right, that was cool. All right, so before we go, I think for, for some fun, just information, just like we did with the double under thing, is like I would like to know some of your favorite skills or scales for some particular movements, just to throw them out there for some people. Um, I always feel like some of the hardest ones are it's really all centers around gymnastics because the other stuff is like you totally. just scale weight. Right. Yeah. Um, so what? Let's go. Let's go. You did double unders, which was if people didn't hear, what is your double under scale? If it's uh, a, if it's a um, you know like a foot, knee, calf, Achilles. Yeah. If it's an injury thing, then I will put them on the assault bike, and it's one revolution of the assault bike. So every time your hand goes forward, your right hand goes forward, uh, would be one double under. Mm. So if you have 30 double unders, you're going to do 30 revolutions on the assault bike. Not distance, not calories, not anything like that. Just yeah. revolutions. See, I always did uh, calories. And what I looked at was really like, okay, what is a typical 30 seconds of double unders? It's like, okay, so it's about 50. All right, 30 seconds on a bike there is like, okay, 10, 10 and 7. All right. So, yeah. and then I, I go by 30 second blocks. Okay. How many doublings do we have program? It's like, okay, we have 75. Like, okay, so that's 45 seconds, 10. Okay. So 15. Um, that's, that's the route I would go there. Which isn't but, bad. No, but I, I, I love your, uh, and, and every once in a while it's okay to do it because like, listen, I want, uh, I want you to have a rep scheme to get to, but yours yeah. is a rep scheme too. It's just not yeah, the, intensity well, dependent. I, what I try to think about, like, yeah, bike. I mean, if you go to, if you go for calories on the bike, yeah. You're either going to be working really hard, right, or you can slug fest it yeah, and really just like slow. just like go really slow <laughs> and like that's the weird thing about calories on the bike is it, it's an exponential thing. Yeah, and I wanted to take that out because I know most of the time, if for those that are decent at double unders, it's not a work set. Mm -hmm. They're almost like it's like a recovery set. So you yeah. can have a decent tempo, mm -hmm. but you're not killing yourself. The heart rate's you know it's up but you're not crushing yourself. And so I was thinking, all right, well, if you're just moving on the bike, then you're going to kind of get through it super fast. You weren't trying to pound into it, yeah. you know, and, and you get a lot of wattage out of it. You're just trying to get the, you're just trying to get it to move. So I thought it was cool where I came up with that. Yeah. Right, I really liked fun. yours. Um, how about handstand walks? Handstand walks. I will do uh, a couple different variations. We'll do, um, either feet on the wall, like a static, like stomach facing the wall or toes on the box, shoulder taps. Okay. So you have that transition work yeah. that you're using. Um, if they have a problem getting up, if they don't have a problem getting up to their hands, then I'll have them wall walk up yeah. or kick up to the wall and they can do it. They can do it that way. That way they and can it's, concentrate and it's on the body. Chest facing the wall, not kicking up like a handstand. 
Right, right. Push up. Face in the wall. Okay. okay. Yeah. So like a like a wall walk. Yeah. Into just at like, the top. Into that set. How many um, uh, taps or, do you have? Like a certain tap for distance. Uh, if I was gonna do, let's say, thirty foot handstand walk, mm -hmm. I would say about thirty shoulder taps. Okay. If I go longer, if I go like fifty, then I'll bring it down to forty. Okay. Um, I think about you know a a about a foot and a half ish as you're walking. So that's about how many reps you'll get. So um, I know it could be a little quick if I if the number is short. So if the numbers start to get up there a little higher, that's when I start like bringing the numbers down a little okay. bit. Okay. Uh, but then I'll do some where it's like maybe someone just needs help kicking up. So they'll do the kick up like the donkey kicks yeah. where they kick up and their other foot comes up to their feet and meets and then they kick back down. Okay. And they just do that all the way up across. Oh. You know, and come back because we're working on again, oh, I see. working on pieces, working on the kick, getting up there, and not kicking all the way like over. Like a kick up and a kick down, and then kick you up, just do feet that. Kick up, come down, come back back down. Interesting. Hands come back up and then go again. Okay. Um, but mostly the wall walk. Sometimes it's just static holds for second counting. So if we're doing okay. thirty foot handstand walk, then you'll do a static hold on the wall for a count to thirty. Thousand one, thousand two, and thousand three, one thousand four. All right. Yeah, I like those. I um I would do I do taps holds handstand holds, um wall walks, like one for every <clears throat> like ten or fifteen feet. Yeah. Um, one way to scale that. One for like uh like a competition, I would do something completely different. Like I wouldn't do bear crawls. I think crawl the games did that. I would do like an overhead walking lunge for like a plate. Um, I know that inc yeah. it, it incorporates the legs, but it's just one of those alternative that's a modification not, totally. a, not a scale how about that yeah no no i it, well, and, and that's good to know because that's you're right it, you're changing you're moving around what the actual movement is but you're mm. trying i mean you're still trying to say stay in that realm i know that uh one of the the, the down to legends competition one of the scales that they did for handstand walks was overhead lunges right dumbbell overhead lunges and, and if you chose to do that then you, I mean, you could still compete. Um, you would be behind the people that were doing the actual handstand walk, but yeah. it allows you to still race and still do that. So that was, you know, that was something that we've seen in a competitive setting, which was actually kind of cool. It's the first time I've ever seen anything like that. What about um, pull-ups? Pull-ups, I'll do uh, pull-ups, banded pull-ups, jumping pull-ups, um, ring rows, um, for some of our people that are, uh, like when we do our zoom classes and stuff like that, if they don't have a pull-up bar, I'll do sumo deadlift high pulls with a kettlebell. Okay. So that modification on the ground. Yeah. I like that one. Um, I've done, I've done it, uh, put people on, on the rope and do like, uh, rope pull-ups. Okay. With the other hand over hand and yeah. doing that way. Yeah. Um, you know, what's actually really cool is you can put a band, like if you're doing like a banded pull-up, you could wrap a band around the rope. And put your foot in the rope and oh, do rope pull-ups that way. Huh. Yeah, so you can actually train someone who doesn't have a rope climb. Yeah, and they can pull up and reach and lower themselves back down through that band, which is actually kind of okay, kind of fun. Now, granted, it kind of takes that rope out of the loop. Yeah, no one else can use that because right. you got a band on it. But you know, if you have a smaller class or you're working with someone, you know, one on one, it's a it's a kind of a cool little okay. setup. Like that, um, but yeah, those are the basic ones, and then just varied, varied band thicknesses and whatever. Yeah. I do. Um, I've added kip swings into it, as I, I mentioned before. 
Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm not a big band guy unless we're doing like strict work. I've just yeah. saw, I've seen too many people f- like that's like their cross at Binky. And like they refuse to give it up because they can actually quote do pull ups. And then when they get rid of it, they can't anymore. And so, like, right. I've seen people on that band for years. So I'll use it for like strength training and strict stuff. I'm not, um, I, I'm very ad- ad- hesitant to put bands on um, with that. But I, uh, I, I do see the, the for it um yeah I've seen no you know, well i, I will say this because too. i you're absolutely right like that's their blanket for sure and one of the ways that i've gotten oh i've uh, gotten through that is if we do a workout that has pull-ups chest bar pull-ups for our muscle ups mm-hmm. i'll say your pull-ups are whatever band you normally use okay now you have to use a smaller band now you have to use oh, a smaller yeah, band. so yeah, it forces yeah. them into some other areas where they're like oh wow i never even thought i could even do it with that band and you're like uh-huh, uh-huh. see yeah so yeah, I mean, there's, like, there's ways around like it. The, I'm just like saying for me. Going, do you want the red sock or the green sock? I don't <laughs> really care which one they want, but I'm going to let you pick. Yeah. And you're going to get to choose because you're a big kid now. Right, you're a big you kid. <laughs> um, got a couple minutes here. What about, um, we talked about ring muscle-ups. Um, do you do anything different other than like transfers? Um, my ring muscle-ups, what I will do is, uh, my general rundown will be ring muscle-ups. Um, jumping ring muscle up so if they jump into ah, the deep dip okay. and press up okay um uh the transitions uh banded where they have the band and they kind of bounce under on the their band butt and they can transition yeah. yeah and they can transition into that um we'll do um bar muscle ups i'll let them do bar muscle ups okay uh banded bar muscle ups um then if we get into the pull-up stuff that's usually what i'll do is i'll go into double whatever the number is okay so, um, but I want it like, you know, I always tell them these are not your 10 warm up pull ups that you're doing. These should be like, yeah, you know, too difficult pulling whatever the movement is. Or what about bar muscle ups? Uh, uh, bar muscle ups, bar muscle ups, jumping bar muscle ups. Um, same thing where you do that transition through and you kind of jump up and you can work on really leaning back, yeah, and throwing your elbows over. Um, banded bar muscle ups going to a smaller band. What I like about the banded bar muscle ups is it does allow if you really push your face into the band on the, on the, the swing mm-hmm. part on the kit part, yeah. when you come back, you can really lean back and get that nice arm pull down, uh, but yeah. the band brings your legs up legs to up. that pike. Uh, so yeah. you can pop your hip. So I, like I actually like the band more for a bar muscle up than I do a pull up. Totally. hundred percent. Now that I think 100%. about it. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Cause you do want that like band front foot position for a bar yeah. muscle up. You don't really want that for a, a pull up. Um, right. I, I do a burpee toast bar right. as one. Yeah. So, you know, for me, a bar muscle up is a big pull and then a press out at the top. Okay. And, um, so the burpee, it's like the inverse, right? You do this yeah. burpee press up and then you do this layback press down because a bar muscle up to me is more in the toes to bar family than it is the pull up family. Um, and for the same reasons why you said with the feet raising and the layback. So right. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. That's one way I. Scale I like it. that one. I, I haven't used that one. That'd be fun. Because in the reps, take the same amount of time ish, depending on your skill level. Um, yeah. One more. How about pistols? Pistols. Oh, okay. So pistols. Um, <laughs> say that as like sit, buckle up for this one, folks. Well, I mean, because <laughs> uh, I I know that I have a lot of variations for it. So there's. I mean, that was a, That's actually a, That's a. That one probably has the most different ways to scale. 
Which is great. And I mean, yeah. I think I think that's what makes it so great. So, yeah, pistols. Um, we do one where uh, if it's a flexibility thing or holding your leg out is an issue, you can put your foot behind your pistol leg. Yes, the wraparound. So you can do that one. The wraparound I like one. that. So With a little one. assistance, too. Uh, it does. It does. Because you can kind of sit to your foot and yeah. come off that a little bit. Yeah. Um, you can put... Uh, if range of motion is an issue or, or uh, uh, mobility, ankle mobility, you can bring your heel up if you want to do that. I've mm -hmm. had some people be able to have success by holding a weight out in front yeah. to kind of counterbalance them a little bit. If they don't have the ability to get down and they're trying to work on the strength part, then I'll put them on a box and they'll do uh, step downs with the box. Okay. From the top. So you can, yeah. So if they're on the top, they'll run their the leg that would be sticking out in front, their non-working leg will yeah. be running down the box okay. and then the back of the box. And then they can keep the tension on their glute and their hip, their hip, their hand, yeah. and their quad Yeah, drive through their heel on that one. They can do it with the foot off to the side. So now it's the leg is kind of swinging, mm -hmm. um, where they're getting used to sitting all the way down with their leg moving out in front, or they can put it where their leg runs down the front. So it actually kind of sticks their leg out in front. Um, and you can change that height. So if they don't have the strength, they can go to like a 20 inch box and then they can go up to a 24 inside and then they can go to a 30 where they're getting that full range hip all the way, hip crease all the way below the knee, not touching the ground. So they're never coming off. Um, we used to do it where you'd hold on to the band yeah, and you'd sit yourself down. Um, yeah. I've seen the ones where you put the band across the, the J hooks. Uh, yeah. You sit onto the band that way. Like a little trampoline um, for your butt. Like trampoline uh, what i tell i mean we have all these different ones we do but i tell everyone i go your no matter i don't care what one you do well, i mean based on the intent that we're trying to this right. part but i go the movement should look exactly as if you were doing it correctly yep so i don't care if you're holding on to the band you can't lean way back like your water skiing, <laughs> like you're yeah leg slalom um i don't care if you're going to be on the box like i don't want you to go to your toes i want you to keep your mm -hmm. heel down as much as you can so we're trying to work that all the way through so yeah. that again they're getting that range of motion in the correct positioning while still being scaled and, and i see that those are more scales rather than modifications because no the yeah is the same you know to me I mean? the yeah, modification would be air squats totally yeah and that would be your go going to that route yeah. yeah i mean we've even done like the the single leg box squat deals. Uh, that's I mean, yeah that's one of those yeah but those are there too you know i mean yeah. i like the and I'll say this, no scale is wrong or that's what I, no scale is wrong depending who you give it to right uh well lunges back step lunges front step awesome. lunges uh yep. box step ups those are a lot of different versions it's really like yeah. trying to do that like unilateral isolation of one side versus the other totally um yeah. but yeah you're right like we could have done a whole podcast for an hour on different scales but wanted to give you guys some options out there and and as like bill said is like there's no right scale i would say there could be wrong ones <laughs> right like there's no perfect program but there are bad ones <laughs> right 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 well, I mean, again, so, as long as, you, as long as you're picking the intent you know yeah and that matches up with what you're trying to do then again infinite ideas so right. let yours i mean you should have a lot you every you should have like 10 Mm -hmm. at the drop of a hat for whatever movement you got going on and yeah. whatever issue, just so you can kind of flip those things out as you're running around. Your and class. don't be afraid to get creative. Right? It's like, Hey, what's yeah. the movement pattern? It's an, it's an upper body shoulder press. I'm like, okay, how many different ways can we get that stimulus? And so the order of operation is programmer programs, the workout 
dictates the stimulus and what the purpose is for that day. And then the programmer and the coach look at their athletes and tailor all of their workouts and scale it to fit that exact stimulus and intent for the workout of the day. But beyond that is have at it, go nuts, be creative, mix it up, screw up, remember, and then go again. And th and that's that's really what should be the, like I said, I love programming, but I love scaling. So fun. It's so, it's so fun. So get out there, guys, mix it up. Don't be afraid to scale yourself and make sure it's like, you know, you Top down, just saying. Top down's a, it's 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 an easier way. It's not the only way. It's not the only way, but we feel like it's the easier way. But uh, if you guys got any questions, again, hit us up on Instagram, Bill Grunler, chasing them. Reach out to our, our DMs on Get with the Programming. You can email us. Head us up in the comments. We're here as a resource for you, right? We're not just here to dictate. We're not here to tell it how it is. We're here to have a conversation. And if you have questions, if you have opposing views, let's hear it. Let's talk. Let's have a conversation. But I uh, hope you guys enjoy that. I know we enjoyed it because, shoot, we, this could have been a four-hour podcast, four-day podcast I, I, I know. on scaling. I know. And if you guys have any questions, ideas of what other shows could be, send them to us. We're here for you guys. We're here as a resource, a backstop, a sounding board, whatever we can do to obviously make the collective group for us better for the future. Bill, man, yes. good times. Good times. All right, everyone, yeah, have I'll yourself. See, I'll see you on Thursday. I'll see you on Thursday. Hashtag yeah. Sean Lake. Hashtag Bubs. Go to bubsnaturals.com. Use the code get with 20 for 20% off.